Cafe right here on RX Radio. I am Crystal and I'm always excited to sit down with my guests to hear about their stories and to learn something new. Now, when we talk about inspirational conversations, this gentleman here is all about inspiring others. He is the CEO of Success Africa, a human resource development consultant, a motivational speaker and a success coach. You might have seen him on NTV Uganda, the three minute power pump which is an inspirational program and he has a weekly column with the Daily Monitor newspaper as well. I have Ethan Mussolini joining me today, the Merchant of Success, aka Merchant of Success. Oh yeah! <laughs> how are you doing? I am outstanding. How are you, Crystal? Good I to am see you. fine. I am doing show. great. Yeah. I've always remembered you for those very uh, powerful statements. I'm yeah. outstanding. Oh, so yeah. I'm oh, brilliant. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How have you been? I am outstanding in it. <laughs> I'm blessed. Okay, let's uh-huh. uh, uh, change it a little. Because some people find me and say, Patrick, so many years later, you're still using outstanding. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm alive and kicking and above the ground, because that's something else some people ask me, but are you always outstanding? Don't you ever have problems? Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, if you're alive and kicking and healthy, and you healthy. are way better than so many people out there who are on their sick beds and somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So there's something to be grateful for. We were chatting earlier and I was saying, oh, you're still looking young and all that. And then you say, oh, being grateful and all that. Yes. Yeah, so I'm super grateful. Okay, so, yes. I mean, an attitude of gratitude I feel yes. is so important. Yeah. Like you said, if you're alive, you're healthy, you have yeah. a roof over your head, yeah. you have a meal on eat. your table, yeah. and when you become a parent, you can take care of your children. Yes. Because ah, yes. that yes. is a, a story for 20 years, 25 years. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's so much to be thankful for. Yeah, and, and uh, Crystal, I came across as, you know some interesting data that mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. one million people die. Oh, wow. So, if you're alive, that alone. Some people are asking, what are you grateful for? They're like, I don't know. Nothing. Well, you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking that's, to you. Yeah, that's, that's a fantastic This conversation yeah. alone, yeah, right? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. so Ethan, just take me back. This yeah. journey of yours where you've been very intentional about, yeah. you know, inspiring others, trying to get other people to a level of success, whether yeah. it's personally, professionally, in yeah. life. Where did it all begin for you? Where were you born? Where did you grow up? Uh-huh. That's, uh, let me see how to compress it because <laughs> I sure I need like two hours to share my story and now I have less than a few minutes. Well, I was born in a place called Roti. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, three kilometers Barakabale Road. Okay. I was born, uh, you know, my father was a tailor. He had only two years of schooling. Okay. Uh, but, you know, in Uganda, this is why they call Amageza Amazali. He had mm-hmm. natural wisdom. Mm. He didn't have uh, formal education, but he had lots of informal wisdom, so to speak. Mm-hmm. He taught me things like be honest, work hard. Greet elders, which I upgraded to mean greet everyone. <laughs> you know, he taught me about the value of uh, making friends mm-hmm. and being excellent. Yeah, I think he taught me, which is uh, which has served me big time. Is he said wherever you go, speak up. 
meaning make your voice count make yourself uh, heard, heard so yes. to speak make yourself seen mm-hmm. in my in my local language runyankore they say that when a bird flies away without making any sounds people think it's a baby mm-hmm. so meaning <laughs> when you're an adult show cause that you're an adult not yes. a baby that keeps quiet mm-hmm. so he taught me those basics so most of my life i lived in omzigo omzigo is one room mm-hmm. uh, with a curtain in between and behind the curtain is where the VIPs sleep <laughs> and then the children sleep, sleep the on other the other side. side yes because he was a tailor we were 11 mm-hmm. i was a polygamist and uh, so we were a big family and because the income was meager so we were struggling mm-hmm. uh, to a point where by at least 70% 60 to 70% of the year would live on one meal a day mm-hmm. and that meant uh, like a cup sometimes it would mean porridge and a piece of cassava about 4 pm I know what it means to uh, stay sleep on a mattress which was literally a sack with grass in it mm-hmm. and uh, been a victim of jiggers of bed bugs because of lack of education and exposure and mm-hmm. all this growing up Christo, I grew up with a very low confidence and self esteem mm-hmm. because the environment I grew up in were words you'd hear things like you're stupid you're foolish you're nothing you're crazy um oh i wish you had given birth to a pumpkin rather than all this crazy stuff and it wasn't just for me it was for siblings around so mm. uh, and then putting on sh- uh, dressing meant a shirt with holes at the back and sometimes you know shirt mm. and so grew up feeling like a second class citizen because then you have neighbors who are having bread and milk and you're thinking oh when you go to school during break time people are going out to have some pancakes and for us we are consuming oxygen so th- that was always <laughs> a challenge so i grew up with that attitude poor self image at the age of 9 i lost my mom uh, which was tough grew up with two step mothers one liked me the other one didn't uh, but my dad was very protective he always wanted me to uh, and he believed in education because he always said okay if i had more education i would be living a better life so, so he pushed, recognized the value of education exactly and mm-hmm. he pushed me and i'm so grateful to that he pushed me so hard and he at one time he said i don't have cows to give you i don't have land to give you i'm giving you education and uh, that's something i usually like sharing with uh, children uh, especially of those wealthy families mm-hmm. uh, so in other words he planted in my head the thought that look education is your door to success it's what will open doors for you anyhow by god's grace though i was good in school so that gave me something to hang on to mm-hmm. then my turning point crystal happened in 1994 i was in senior 5 okay so that should give you an idea of how young or how old <laughs> i am <laughs> so there was you remember there was uh, that uh, constituent assembly debate mm-hmm. which ushered in the current 1995 constitution yeah so there was so each uh, sub county had to send a representative the way we have MPs but then also i believe Polko generated the idea initiated the idea and it was supported by Rebecca Kadaga to see that children also have a slot mm-hmm. uh, part of the debate mm-hmm. to be part of the debate thank you very much so each district sent two representatives a boy and a girl below the age of 18 so i represented dimbara district mm-hmm. with a certain lady called faith uh, kabageni from mary hill for your information uh, the first eight 
where ladies I was number 9 so I'm one of the beneficiaries of gender balance <laughs> you know when I was growing up I used to think that gender balance is just about uplifting you no we are people even men sometimes benefit <laughs> even males benefit I benefited from that mm-hmm. if they were to choose the best two I wouldn't have many so I was the best guy among so you the were guys the guy. <laughs> I was the dude so that boosted my confidence and self esteem like 10x because mm-hmm. I had something to hang on to yes. now people were calling me CSA you know we do score them CA delegates constituent mm-hmm. assembly delegate mm-hmm. so I just called say CSA so I was like okay I'm CA oh I have a gift oh so I discovered my my gift in speaking mm-hmm. uh, by divine accident mm-hmm. uh, so there was a competition so I participated I was among the best I was like, oh so I can speak so what I learned at that age was wow if you discover your gift or talent then it becomes an anchor mm-hmm. for your confidence and self esteem shortly after that my father died so i was now official an orphan mm-hmm. and because he was a tailor when he passed on zero income yes uh, friends you, you huh? said you were 11 as in uh, you had 10 siblings yeah we were we were 11 yes i had okay. 10 siblings were you the oldest or yes the oldest as you can tell uh-huh. by my mustache mm-hmm. yes i am the oldest <laughs> <laughs> but that's also a lot of pressure when your father passes on because now yes. you're also you know Absolutely. Look, looking out for everyone else yeah and and you know you don't have a bigger brother or a bigger sister to look mm-hmm. up to um, but uh, god is good uh, crystal because My dad's friends contributed money for me to finish her levels. I got a partial bursary if I remember also from uh, Barara district. Mm-hmm. And then I made it to Makerere University on government sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so grateful for that because in my family there's no one who would have contributed money for for that level of education. Okay. And uh, I did social sciences. Again my father had told me wherever you go speak up. So mm-hmm. I made myself very visible while at the university. Okay. And someone I don't know who but I just suspecting saw my talent and I was recommended I found myself uh, that hey you're going to represent Uganda at the Commonwealth Youth Forum in 1996. No, not 1997 I beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. And so I was on the plane with a, a lady uh, so they had the lady and the gentleman and here I was British Airways first class representing Uganda you know I usually tell people just because I'm from the west doesn't mean that I had some western connections mm-hmm. no the only people I knew were three uncles you know we know market so there's no way they could have placed a phone call somewhere to state house or anything I usually tell people it was definitely a god connection mm-hmm. so it it was divine intervention how it happened I have no clue or I can say thank you god well, how and you were selected how I was selected I have no idea so here I'm, I am I, uh, it was in Scotland then the mm-hmm. the commonwealth and i met prince charles on table number 17 i'll never forget the table number <laughs> as you table can imagine table number 17 okay <laughs> and so that was 97 then 98 was another turning point in my life mm-hmm. i was seated in church at uh, and makere community church then there was uh, was sitting at veterinary medicine makere university and this gentleman was preaching about never giving up gerard serwaji Mm-hmm. and in my heart i felt like god telling me that that's what we need in africa someone who can give people hope and i was like okay i said can you mentor me he said yeah mm-hmm. so he taught me things like uh, 
goal setting, believing in yourself and all these basics. He gave me my first book in personal development. Mm-hmm. It's called Think Big by Ben Carson. Uh-huh. And so that implanted in me a thought of reading, which I've kept till now. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I had a gift in speaking and a gift in encouraging people. So when I was in my second year at my university, I thought, okay, that should make it a motivational speaker. Uh-huh. So way back in 98, I was calling myself motivational speaker. And, and at my, that point, people were like, what is a motivational speaker? Thank you very much. Was, <laughs> people were clueless. They're like, huh? Yeah. What do you mean? I uh, Yeah, actually, I have a story around that. In that <laughs> the early, I believe it was 2001 or 2002. And I placed an advert. I spent some money. Motivational speaker, call this number. So the first phone call came from a gentleman who was speaking in Uganda. Ah, Sebo, Ogwamzinda, Rogusobola Kutukaba, and Tubameka. So meaning that public speaker, the, the not public speaker, that uh, public address system, mm-hmm. how many people can it project to? So we didn't have that industry. So so for me, because you so asked... I thought some people would even think of you more as an MC because I think that was also what people thought. Eh, hey, you talk to people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a green industry. Mm-hmm. So I Again, I believe it was divine uh, inspiration, to be honest. Because, anyhow, so my dream was to reach out to the world, impact the world, and motivate people, especially in Africa. Because, And so you're asking me what inspires me. I believe that my background of pain, of struggle, mm-hmm. of low confidence and self-esteem, of all that and then now i had i found i had this gift of speaking and inspiring people and so it that was, was taking you places yes and it was taking me places i was like okay and i felt in my view it's as if i had gotten somewhere mm-hmm. so i was like okay how can i pull whoever i can at whatever level i'm at to make them better and uh, first track to today i've been in 25 countries mm-hmm. i've published four books i've produced over 50 training programs by the way you can find at succeedingdaily.com mm-hmm. i'll tell you another story around that i recently did a series of 50 sessions on personal and career development my plan was to sell them as a package like for a thousand dollars and god told me to give away everything for free oh wow. so now it's available at succeedingdaily.com okay so so anyhow i've facilitated and consulted for several organizations from telecoms to uh, banks to World Bank, UN agencies. Mm-hmm. And uh, here I am at RX Radio. And okay. I'm so grateful. <laughs> I love my work. And I overcame those fears. And that's why even one of my books is Confidence and Self-Esteem Secrets mm-hmm. Exposed. The speaking part, I decided to write a book about public speaking. I have one on getting motivated. Again, so that's what gives me life, Crystal. Mm-hmm. If I spend time without speaking to a crowd or somewhere, uh, I feel a little low. In fact, recently I was with a friend of mine called uh, Ambrose Chibuka is one mm-hmm. of our associate consultants. We are doing some work for the ministry. And he said, Ethan, I wasn't remembering this. This is the first time he said it to me. That in 2002, I looked at him in the eye. I said, you know what? I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling low. He said, why? I said, because I haven't inspired someone. Uh, this so, is 20 years ago. Yes, 20 years ago. So I went out mm-hmm. and then came back in there. After I said, and now I'm feeling good. I said, why? He said, no, I found this, um, uh, the guys, who, the cobra. Mm-hmm, the cobblers. And, and then I inspired him. I motivated him and he, his eyes lit up. Now I'm feeling great. <laughs> so this is my calling. I love what I do. Uh, now I do 
consulting, coaching, I coach people in communication skills, life mm-hmm. and career development, those who want to pass oral interviews that I also, in 2004, I said, okay, if I pass on, what happens to this vision and dream? So that's how I formed Success Africa with one of my partners then. Mm-hmm. So now we also have a firm, Success Africa, we do human resource consulting and training uh, uh not helping organizations and individuals to grow. So that's that's the long story of you know, uh, Ethan. It's so. interesting how you say that, you know, if you don't speak to a crowd, if yeah. you don't actually, you know, feel like you're lifting someone up, you yeah. feel bad because yes. that just means you are such an extrovert in some ways because yes. there are people who feel mm. drained. Yes. There are two kinds of people. <laughs> yes. There are people who speak to many, you know, interact with many people and yeah. they just want to go and hide and, yes. you know, go in a hole and just they feel so tired and drained yeah. and and then yeah. there are people yeah. like some of us yeah. who come back feeling okay what's next uh, yes, you know yeah. energized and yes. ready for so many different things yes now you were talking about these amazing opportunities that yeah. came your way when you were really really young yeah but you mentioned your confidence and how yeah. you had grown up yeah. hearing words yeah. a lot of people say you know words aren't that powerful Mm. But I think uh, now you are a parent as well. Yeah. Um, words are very, very important. Absolutely. Because especially when it's, they're directed towards children. Absolutely. Because they impact how yeah. the child sees themselves. Absolutely. You know, Crystal, you're touching something so profound. I was even thinking about it this morning. Mm. Uh, you know, even the Bible says in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the word was God. So meaning, because God is really creator. So meaning, words create. Even in Uganda, there's a saying, that the tongue creates. Mm-hmm. So we really, so there are two things that create. Words, thoughts, and feelings. How you're feeling in the moment, what you say, all that creates. But now let's stick to the word part. The And you mentioned children. So sometimes, uh, you know, I was thinking that Confidence and self-esteem is really about what people say about you, things that are negative, like when we're growing up myself, mm-hmm. or, oh, you're stupid, you're foolish, you're that. You're useless, but, I hate yeah, that word. Yeah, but you know, please, if you're a parent, teacher, whoever it is, please never cope uh, someone, especially children, that. So, But then I discovered another insidious thing I've been fighting, you know, alone, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. and most people don't know. That is, someone sees a child and who is looking away or looking down uh, and sometimes says, oh, so you're shy. Oh, my child is shy. Oh, no, she's just shy. Oh, don't be shy. Oh, you're just shy. Mm. And they are saying it innocently, so to speak. But then now you're giving the child an identity yes. that I am shy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm always literally fight, verbally fighting, not physically. Mm-hmm. If someone says that to, say, uh, any of my children who is uh, not speaking up fully yet or something like that, I'm like, no, don't say that. Or, or when I'm greeting someone's child and they don't look at me or they are quiet, and then you hear the parents say, oh, she's just shy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, please don't say that. You're yes. creating an identity. So what does it mean to wrap it up this segment it is be constructive in your language Mm -hmm. in your own personal life in the lives of others so what i usually tell people instead of saying what you don't want 
say what you want. So mm-hmm. what do I mean? Instead of saying, oh, she's shy, say, no, be confident. No, feel free. Oh, feel comfortable. I noticed when I came here with my daughter, you were very keen to make sure she's comfortable. Yes. You didn't use any negative word or anything. You just, oh, let me, can I do, okay, look at me. It's okay, look at me. Okay, uh, can I make you comfortable? That's the language of, of being constructive. Mm-hmm. So I believe all of us, whether we are speaking to friends, by the way, it is not just children, mm-hmm. the crystal, even it's so, others so, as well. Yeah, every human to interaction. Ah, exactly. To <laughs> ourselves, to people out there, words create energy. They generate a vibration. And there are even machines now, which if they are put before people, for example, when they are quarreling or sharing negative words to one another, mm-hmm. then it's like energy is being pulled out of each other. Yet when they are speaking positivity to one another or happy, it's like they are giving life to the other. Mm-hmm. So that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. We are spirit. So the words are spiritual. So the words either give life or take away life. Yes. So we have to pay attention. To so that positive bit. affirmations for yourself because yes. a lot of people focus on them. Like, oh, yeah. you know, every morning I'll talk to myself in the yeah. mirror yes. and say, you are amazing. You're yes. wonderful. Yes. But you don't share that same positivity with others. Yeah. And, and, and positivity attracts positivity. The absolutely. same way negativity attracts negativity. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so Ethan, you were saying that, you know, it took quite a few series of events for your confidence to pick up, for you yeah. to realize, wait, I have this gift. Yeah. And this gift, not yeah. only my education, but the yeah. gift that I have to speak and be seen can change my life. Yeah. One of the conversations we had a few years ago yeah. was around how for the longest time, especially yeah. as a motivator, speaker, a lot of people did not see the value and did not uh, understand the need to even pay for these kind of services. And now we're at a point where you work with organizations, groups of people, you do personal coaching as well. Um, In the beginning, how did you navigate that? Because you had this dream. Yes. (laughs) You're like, this is what I want to do. But people are like, ha, and we pay for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like personal what? <laughs> Motivational what? <laughs> so you're taking me about Crystal. I will tell you, uh, at one time, uh, mm. Joseph is my best friend. He works at, uh, he heads a radio at uh, KFM. Mm-hmm. So we're renting a room in uh, Chebando. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Where there is a Kamwesi complex now. There used to be a place called Wakayembe Students Hostel. So shortly after campus, that's where we're staying. One room really. Mm-hmm. And bigger than the one I was living in when we were young, of course. <laughs> but it was one room. We're sharing that. That's what we could afford. It was yes. 100,000 shillings. We were contributing 50,000 each. Mm-hmm. And um, at one time, I didn't have money for rent. So I went to my uh, Muzei, who is uh, like an adopted uh, parent. Mm-hmm. So because when, uh, yeah, so that's another story, by the way, when I changed my faith from uh, from Islam to Christianity, so I got excommunicated, then I have some adopted parents. Oh, wow. uh, but now we're back with the other uh, original family, they are now comfortable also. So uh, I went to my Muzei, uh, Pastor Micah, so I said, can you lend me 50,000? So he lent me the money, mm-hmm. and then he said, but why don't you get a real job? Okay. And he was saying it innocently and uh, he had Mm. good intentions. And so I had these doubts in it where, you know, you want to motivate people. And I even got tempted from one of the telecom companies wanted to give me a job to pay me 2.5 million shillings Mm -hmm. uh, per month, which was good money then. They had a 2,000, I believe 2,004. And I said, no, 
because I really wanted to do this thing. So I had this knowing that this is what I'm supposed to do. So it was a calling. I had this yearning. I held on to this faith. So to put it bluntly, if there is any gift called hope, then I have that. <laughs> because even when I was young going through all these struggles, I always had this hope that things tomorrow will be better. Okay. For some reason. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it's something that God dropped in me. So for even amidst all these struggles, I had that. But guess what? Late 2004, an opportunity opened up at British Council. Mm-hmm. They wanted a training consultant. There was a program going around the whole continent. Mm-hmm. No, in 20 countries, it was called Interaction Leadership Program. I went for an interview. Uh, 2005 was 27 and I was competing with people who had masters who were in their 40s international consultants but for some reason I got the job as a training consultant and that changed my life because Mm -hmm. now I had enough income (laughs) 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 we are traveling across the continent being paid good monies um that opened up possibilities Mm -hmm. so so what I learned from that Chris is sometimes we are so close Mm-hmm. And yet, we sometimes give up when we are that close. I think. Because, I because, think the closer you are, the yeah. harder it seems. Thank you. And the closer you are to it, really, your dream yeah. coming to pass. Yeah. And and when you're saying that, the image which has flashed in my head is sometimes life is testing you. Are you for real? <laughs> Can you go for? <laughs> Can this? you really do yeah. this? And and now for you who is a lady, I would imagine at one time is even when a guy would be, you would put tests, say, <laughs> are you for real? <laughs> Or you're just a fake. (laughs) So I believe also life tests us. Are you for real? Mm -hmm. How much do you really want this? Yes. And if I hadn't surpassed that that test, most likely I wouldn't be sharing this story. Absolutely. You'd have taken a completely different path. Or maybe sometimes come back to it later at a different point in your life. Yes. Okay. So so you've made it your mission to to talk to a lot of people, to inspire people. I love that whenever I meet you, you're like, speak up. Use your voice. You know, how yes. are you doing? You yes, know? Yes. And you always just have a load of energy yes. that you like to share with others. Yes. Um, you mentioned that point where, you know, things were tough. Yeah. And it was like a turning point. Some yes. people can give up. Some yeah. people can't give up. Yeah. Um, you've talked about, you know, your journey in the early days. But you've yeah. also spoken quite a bit about your faith. You do speak a lot about your faith. And yeah. then when you shared that, you know, you decided to change your faith, your religion. Yeah. I was like, oh, was mm. there a moment that led to that turning point for you? Okay. Um, your spirituality journey. Ah, that's uh, another big topic. Uh, how do I frame it? Yeah, so when I was at the university, there was uh, this group, I believe it was a cell group, mm-hmm. and our total, mm-hmm. then it was KPC. Mm-hmm. So there were my best friend, Joseph Beyanga, uh, used to attend that cell group, and there were other gentlemen and a uh, few ladies. So at one time in the evening, he said, oh, you just come, be in cell, you know, be in cell. And uh, in that cell, there was Timothy, there was Joseph Okia, and the younger, so I remember. So the truth is, uh, that first meeting, they had popcorn mm-hmm. and uh, mukalu tea, mm-hmm. uh, okay, dry tea. Yes. So when I had, remember I was from a poor background. <laughs> <laughs> is that where we're ending with this story? <laughs> you went for the popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow so I was like popcorn and dry tea we are on I'm coming yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honesty is important <laughs> 
Ah, Christo, I'm 44, so I have nothing tried. Why should I hide? I'm true. That is yeah, so, so funny. Uh-huh. So I was like, game on. So I first inspired, I was like, hey, popcorn, I'm, I'm on. So for me, every Wednesday, I knew there was popcorn and tea. I don't have to worry about dinner mm-hmm. or supper. Because supper really meant chapati and uh, possibly, again, dry tea. So mm-hmm. now I have free, taken care of uh, free. <laughs> But then, uh, in the process, I noticed these fellows were sharing lots of testimonies of, of happiness, of breakthroughs and success. I was like, hmm, maybe there's something here mm-hmm. that is much more than popcorn and tea. <laughs> so I listened in carefully. Those I asked lots of questions, even read some books, made research about this. And then I was like, you know what? This Christ personality they are talking about, I'm sure there's something. Mm-hmm. here. So, uh, I wouldn't go into all the details because we won't have the time. Mm-hmm. But time came when I felt, you know what? Mm-mm. This path seems to be good. It seems to be worth it. So, I decided to give my 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 life to Christ. That was 98. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's how it happened. And uh, here we are so many years later. Well, I'm happy to hear that at least yeah. you're back on track with your family, with your yeah. immediate family, because yes. I'm sure it was quite a shock at the time. It was. And, and it was tough, Crystal, uh, because I remember crying. Uh, I went to Owino because I told you that's where they used to work from. Mm-hmm. And my uncle, who was uh, same mother, same father as my dad, uh, looked at me in the eyes and said, if I had a gun, I would kill you. And that was a big, big thing for me to take on. Uh, oh, wow. 98, I was uh, 21 years old. But I will tell you, the, the other thing I've learned, Christo, over the years is uh, uh, people always communicate, behave based on their levels of consciousness and awareness and beliefs. It's not that they are bad or whatever it is. Um, so for me, that was uh, a reflection. The other thing I learned during that mm-hmm. period was it taught me the value of forgiveness. So I had to go through a journey to forgive. Yes. Finally, I learned how to forgive. And for your listeners, one of the techniques I learned 20 mm-hmm. years ago, which helped me a lot, was the forgiveness letter. So what you do is you get a piece of paper and you write a letter to this person. You can abuse them. You can tell them how they <laughs> felt. You can swear if you want to swear. Um, and then at the end, you say, how could you do this to me? And then you say, and I choose to let this injury be over for me now. I forgive you, I love you, and you sign off. And please do not mail that letter to the other person, okay? So what you do is you cut chop it into pieces. There. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I can see you are So you destroy it. You destroy it, but mm-hmm. even better, you burn it. Now what you're doing is that you're spiritually burning that energy off. And you're and, releasing and it. You're releasing it. Because when you forgive Crystal, you're actually forgive. It's like you're giving yourself the gift of life. Hating someone, it's you who is hurting the most in there. Sometimes you're there burning, caroling, and someone is just there dancing, <laughs> listening to music, banging kabozi. So when you forgive, and that's something I'm working so hard to teach my girls. Sometimes you see that so, so you're no longer my friend in the I'm like, please mm-hmm. forgive, learn to forgive. So one of the gifts I got out of that experience was learning to forgive. When you forgive, a lot is released, you're free. And I believe that's one of the reasons why those families... Thank you for sharing that. I absolutely agree. I'm always telling people, you're mad at someone and they're living their life. (laughs) Yeah. They're not even aware (laughs) that you have all this anger inside you. So you're hurting yourself. And it's the gift you're giving yourself is that forgiveness. Yeah. When you mentioned the letter, I was like, ah. Uh, No (laughs) way. Because sometimes I also think when you really, even in terms of effective communication, sometimes when you want to address a sensitive issue... 
yeah. you can draft it. Yeah. Put it down on paper or in writing because yeah. then you can go back and look at it and change it and change it and change yeah. it until you feel yeah. it's, you know, it's the right tone and it yeah. will really express what you feel. Yeah. Rather than the emotions that Absolutely. are like, I hate you! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever else comes with it. And talking about forgiveness, the late Wayne Dyer liked how he framed it. He said that not forgive is like taking poison mm-hmm. and thinking that it's the other person who will die. Mm-hmm. No, it's you who is hurting. So uh, holding on to that anger, that hate, it's, you're sending poison in your system. Yes. And poison is not just imagery. No, every thought sends, um, triggers a certain chemical in your body. Mm-hmm. Those chemicals can be positive or negative. Negative thoughts automatically generate acidity and all these negative chemicals. Mm-hmm. But happiness, laughter, like oh, we are laughing, then endorphins are being generated, yes, which yes. is good. Okay. Yes. So how was um, the pandemic for you? I know we don't have much time, yeah. but uh, for a lot of people, for their businesses, for their companies, there were changes in those yeah. two years. How yeah. was it for you? Uh, it was tough to be if I said it was easy I would be lying Mm -hmm. it was tough especially for business Mm -hmm. uh, because I mean for us consultants you know someone was commenting that uh, for us consulting and training we are more or less like schools also even though we aren't being talked about Mm -hmm. because we depend on crowds our work is crowd based Mm -hmm. so that channel was automatically closed out Mm -hmm. Uh, so out of that though uh, a couple of things popped up. One, I'd always been keen to get online. So I found myself, you know, doing classes online <laughs> and all that. So it there opened up go. a channel. Mm-hmm. It opened up a channel. I even uh, started a mastermind for executive communication where I would meet CEOs and MDs and all that, teaching them about executive communication skills. And that mm-hmm. mastermind, uh, you know, went for over two years, actually. Um, was running it, actually, until had put a pause, like, one month ago or so, mm-hmm. but it's been running since then. Oh, wow. uh, so teaching them how to run effective meetings, public speaking, or whether to communicate amid this conflict and all that. So for me, that was the a blessing. Mm-hmm. Not in this case, it was a divine blessing in a way. So sure. it also taught me the value of you have to reinvent yourself in the moment. The other thing though it opened up was uh, I remember then I would take a walk every morning with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so that created a deeper connection. Yeah. Um, so more time with family uh, of course financially it was like I mentioned still it was a big hit uh, mm-hmm. staff you know 50% pay cut uh, some of them could not withstand the circumstances and uh, rightly so uh, moved on and uh, we are still in good terms though uh, mm-hmm. still bless them yes it was a time for team. many difficult decisions yes mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so it was tough and but you see that for every challenge there is also another opportunity mm-hmm. so for me online because i did so many sessions online remember we even did research and even did some free sessions and out of that even there's a client who found us online in that process and has been a client for a couple for over two years now oh, wow. so uh, lots of reflections and more time with family mm-hmm. challenging financially but a big blessing spiritually Some people say that, you know, the world and our society, we needed that break. We needed that pause because we were moving faster and faster and faster and forgetting some of those values, some of those important interactions. Yeah. 
So for some people, they connected better with family. Yeah. They connected better with friends, or yeah. even yeah, you have to spend time with yourself, whether you want to or yes. not. <laughs> yes, definitely. Sometimes people live a life of distractions. Yeah. They're constantly doing something or the other, yeah. so they don't have to deal with your own personal struggles. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned uh, your website. Yes. That's succeeding. Yeah, so there are three websites. One is the personal one, ethanemosolini.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's where people can get to know more about my services and all that. Mm-hmm. Then the human resource consulting firm is Success Africa. So it is success-africa.com. Okay. Then the one which is a spiritual gift, I believe all the spiritual gifts, but this one was a directive from above, from <laughs> God, to give away stuff for free, uh-huh. uh, is succeedingdaily.com. Succeedingdaily.com. Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. there are 50 sessions on life and career development. It's about 50 hours of content. Mm-hmm. So I can guarantee your listeners, if you go there, you'll find something that will touch you and if you are uh, aggressive as I am on personal and career growth if you go through all that content your life will never be the same again uh, that's my guarantee because that's over 20 years of my life's work mm-hmm. I said let me do this I wanted to sell it and make lots of monies but God <laughs> said no instead of making lots of money just reach so many people for me mm-hmm. and uh, so I would encourage people to check it out and share it as far wide as possible mm-hmm. it's something I'm, my next goal is that content reach out as many people as to reach out to billions of people mm-hmm. not even millions well, that yeah. was your dream even way back in the Thank day you. and Thank like you, you said much, then yeah. you discovered this new platform online where you can reach people that probably never would have before absolutely so, so there you go yeah and I'm seeing you're doing lots of work online yourself so well done I've been in that, that space that for front. a while yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well done well thank done you thank you very much Ethan thank you so much for joining me you're welcome it's a pleasure having you on the Groove Cafe uh, thank you And I uh, feel like like you said we barely scratched the surface uh, yes. there's still so much it, I want to ask you <laughs> yeah well in future we would and mm-hmm. uh, may the good Lord bless you as we keep bubbling and sharing your life <laughs> and skills and gifts with the world. Crystal. Thank you. Thank you so much. And the You're same welcome. to you. Right. <laughs> God, bless. God bless. You. God bless you. Groove Cafe.